0: That was really great, man. I'm impressed. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Definitely check out the third annual Real Wakandas of Africa New Year's Eve concert. A few weeks back, if you like the hip-hop side of this podcast. So when you go to the Museum of Natural History in New York City, and to their credit, they've included Egypt in their African exhibit now. However, there is, or at least there was, an exhibit of ironworking in Africa as late as a couple of decades ago, and it was dated to roughly 900 CE or AD. So just over 1,000 years old. And I can remember that some of the ironworking that was discussed in a graduate archeology span class that I took also focused upon this similar era. But what I have to say is that most of these classes and museum exhibits failed, and in many instances still fail in a number of ways to highlight the oldest cases of any given technology or the mightiest instances of a given monument when it comes to Africa. Yet, the opposite is typically done when it comes to Greece or Rome. And as we know, Greece is considered to be the founding civilization of Europe, even though there really was no Europe at that time. And so we have to ask ourselves, why is this? Why do these museums and or classes highlight the less technical aspects of African societies and the more technical aspects of Greece and Rome. In many ways, it's the perpetuation of a modern-day academic colonialism. While we've seen some change, for example, the Metropolitan Museum of Art has a separate exhibit connecting Africa to Egypt. This is still separate. It's separate from Egypt. So the Egyptian exhibit displays Egyptians from later period, from a Roman period that look more European. So we still see vestiges of things like ironworking also being discussed in the context of later day societies, let's say from a thousand years ago. Because of this, I am constantly stunned myself by what I find about Africa. And you have to really go looking for this because you won't find it on the front page of most publications. It's very rare. I mean, how could something like the Great Wall of Africa, 10,000-mile-long wall, go hidden from someone who's really into studying Africa for so many years? So because of this, you know, I'm really, really always looking for new things. And here's something that most people don't know about. The world's oldest iron smelting site, for which we have evidence, is in Leja, Nigeria, among the Igbo people. It dates back... 4,000 years to 2,000 BC and it's been said to predate the oldest sites that existed in what is known as the Fertile Crescent or Mesopotamia by 500 years it predates them so it's 500 years older than what's in Mesopotamia the oldest iron smelting in the world and it lasted from roughly 2,000 BC to about 100 AD So about 2,000 years. It doesn't mean that people didn't smelt iron in that area, but we're just talking about this specific iron smelting location. And the EBO there often discuss it, and it's basically a cone-shaped iron furnace that's on the site, and then you have several molds of various iron smelting tools. So they're able to not only smelt things like knives, but be able to smelt iron hose to till the fields. So this means that you can expand your civilization because you can grow additional crops and you can feed additional people. There's also a defense or military application to this because you're able to forge weapons out of iron when other people can't forge weapons out of iron, which allows you to protect your society as well as in many instances, expand your society. So the oldest iron smelting site in the world is on the African continent, and the oldest carbon steel smelting site is also on the African continent. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip hop track by myself, MC, brother Miles, Maurice Miles Martinez. When we look at iron smelting, the oldest smelting in the world, unfurled, was in Nigeria's Igbo nation, 4,000 years old, where hoes to work the land were cast into molds in iron-working furnaces, so take off the blindfold. For Africa's age of gold was an age of knowledge that is millions of years old, older than slavery's debauchery that did scold, that is still presently sold as the history of Africans to leave you out in the cold. As though you may have smelted iron, but it wasn't the first to be created or shaped in a furnace near an African river or lake, for goodness sakes. Instead, they said the origin of iron lessons came from the Mesopotamian Fertile Crescent, but these effervescent lessons came with the pressing message from West Africa's Ebo nation with an important question. If you knew that West Africans invented iron and carbon steel, would you spread the word? With the real deal, or would you appeal to Eurocentric obsessions of modern African war, retrogression, depression, and dispossession, continuously manifesting the modern, not ancient Euro Western misconceptions? Thank you for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark vs. Herman Cain, The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000-mile-long wall, The Real Vibranium of Africa, and Akhenaten's Dreams by Maurice Miles Martinez. You can also subscribe to this podcast and become a regular sustaining member by clicking the link in the podcast. You can donate From $1 to $10 per month, and this makes an enormous difference in supporting this podcast and my research. Thank you again for listening to me and see Brother Miles, Maurice Miles Martinez. I will speak with you next week.